welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep the show going like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. It was time to snatch up the UK as the Queens got their celebrity impersonation on. So who succeeded at the iconic challenge and who tidied up their station and said goodbye to the workroom? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK 4. And joining me is someone who looks pretty in pink in every color under the sun. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I mean, I'm very excited to have you here because we made a lot of bold statements in the preview podcast, many of which were right and many of which were wrong. Um, yes, that's the absolutely. beauty of it. Um, I know, yeah, absolutely. But, but, but since it. then, um, what what's happened? You have a new prime minister again. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so right, when, what dates did we do the? It was the uh, beginning. It was right after the Queen passed. It was like the beginning of oh yeah, September. So, she, so she, well, she passed away like I think it was about the eighth of September. Mm-hmm. We had a new prime minister come in like two days before the queen passed um and so that was Liz Truss and then um then Liz Truss only lasted like 44 days um and now we have oh my god I can't even remember his name my brain's so much it's Rishi's doesn't matter he's a pain in the ass anyway he's gonna ruin anything new one now anyway so yeah that's two in the space of like two months which is crazy you must you must be thinking over there, like, how can you get that many prime ministers in such a short period of time? No, we're d- about to have our big election of uh, of the next of this time, and I, I am where democracy may die. Yeah, but yeah. the world is a better place with drag, at least. Always, always, absolutely, always a better place. As a reminder. I must leave this disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality television characters and presenting them through the reality television production. We are shown what the editing of the television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have given an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in this podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. There it is. Um, just have to say it. Just you must it. have that engraved in your brain by now. You must be yeah, saying. Sort of. I mean, I have a script. People, I read off of the script. If you ever come on the podcast, like, why are you not looking at me? It's because I'm reading a script, friends. Um, I I am the kind of person I need my jokes out there, and and yeah. at least I can take the time to say, okay, wait, am I going to say this joke or no? This joke is a bad dad joke, and Sean's going to never talk to me again. <laughs> no, I love bad dad jokes. Oh, Surprise, good. ready, girl. We got lots of them in this episode. Yeah, um, six episodes in. How are you feeling about this season? Yeah, I I like this season. Um, I think it's a very quite vast array of queens i like it when it's a good mix um there's obviously been some surprises um 
since like we did our like meet the queens podcast together um like two queens who i thought who i put in as my top four are like gone so i'm like gagged already um so it's shaping up to be quite an interesting season because there's been like a couple of you know i wouldn't say twists there was obviously with baby last week like leaving that was quite a surprise um one that was very kind of eye-opening and really like i completely was just so in awe of her last week of you know saying like putting herself first and saying i need to take self um thank you for the opportunity but i need to go that was so inspiring um and yeah and yeah there's there's been some good looks i've not been like absolutely gobsmacked on the looks there's been some wow moments absolutely like the like last week danny beards Mm -hmm. audrey i just thought was incredible absolutely yeah it's it's been an interesting season because i know the hype was there I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about this season because really thought we we're going to have like a person of color win. And there's one left. I know there's one left and there's seven Queens to go. And, and the track yeah. record's not great. I know. I mean, that's the thing. Black Pepper won the first challenge. So we were like, Oh, great. She's off to like a flying star or a running star. Um, and then she, like this, this week was what her third time in the bottom. Yeah, not looking great, not looking good. Not looking good. Um, So, yeah. But we could still root for a trans winner this season as well. Absolutely, that's definitely an option. It's definitely an option. I think it's definitely all to play for still. Absolutely. Well, Baby has left the building as all the queens are in shock. They are trying to process her leaving, but for now they say bye-bye with a baby. Dakota says that it was intimidating going up against Baby, but believes that she did the right thing to walk away. Dakota feels that like it was brave for Baby to make this decision for herself, which you as well said was very inspiring. Um, yeah. Last week on the podcast, I did have a conspiracy theory out there, and I haven't gotten any pushback on it. So, listen, Baby's coming back. We know Baby's coming back. When Baby's ready to come back. Oh, okay. Oh, I, yeah. Maybe that is an interesting theory. I would be, yeah, that would be such a, like, twist and turn. Yeah, I don't think it's this season, but I think she'll come back in a future season and be ready and prepared. And oh, like, like, I know how the show works. I can right. now self-produce myself and be ready for the drama. Yeah, because um, I, I think fans loved Baby enough that the producers would get her back for another or would want her back for another season. Rue loved her too, so. Yeah. Yeah. LaFille will remind Dakota that despite what happened, it doesn't take anything away from her in the lip sync as she was iconic. Cheddar is struggling to feel sad. It's not because she'll miss baby, but the fact that she's proud and in awe of what she's done, they give her a big round of applause one last time. And again, bye-bye, baby. At the couches, Danny is sitting in her pot, literally sitting in a pot. Um, <laughs> she says when she drew the look on a napkin, she thought it would be a cool idea, and I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck she got there with that look. <laughs> that alone should take up five bags. I know how like she got the part and then like obviously the outfit she was in then all like the branches and then the head and then like Mm -hmm. the strings like it was very intricate got it all together in one piece like 
and I want to know like how she was able to get it on herself, like without the assistance of like actual people who designed oh, it. No. She must have had people helping her. There's well, no absolutely, but like people who needed to know how it works. Like she must have had like an instruction manual with her uh, because like, that was they, so detailed. They, at least like two or three people, like either other queens in the workroom mm-hmm. or. I don't know crew who work on it. She must. She must have just been instructing. Like, right, absolutely. Here, head goes here. Um, now, Danny is glad her little sister Dakota is there and says, if she doesn't turn around, she will get canceled for attacking her. Um, at least she's aware of what happens when you attack trans people. You get canceled. Oh, massively. Yeah. <laughs> now, John Bruce is going to take a moment and not quite read the room, but says that it goes to show if you want to roll, speak up. Okay, so you're basically telling Dakota that's why you sucked. Um, but she thanks Pixie for giving her the part, and she got the critiques she wanted. She didn't win, but she got good critiques, and Pixie will say that she was a solid third place. Mm. Fair. That's accurate, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Now, Pixie believes that if you don't have a badge yet, Jombers, you need to start bucking up your ideas, and she hopes Jombers can keep up the momentum, otherwise it might be curtains for Jombers. There are seven of them left, so it's time to turn it out for the rest of the competition. And Jombers has finally arrived. Peppa is ready to slay and devour anyone who gets in her way. Meanwhile, uh, Danny is just running around screaming, feed me. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Um, uh, I, I, I'm hungry. I need food. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was really, I thought it was very, very cute where, where Peppa's like, um, just saying all these people's names and yum. I was like, oh, Shawnee, yum. <laughs> but oh, yeah. it is the next day. The queens arrive like birds because Cooey is apparently the official catchphrase of the season. Cooey, like the bird. Cooey, like John Bruce did. Apparently that's what they're doing now. Okay, right. Yeah, exactly. And Rue's like, it's gonna be your thing forever. No, no. It's not like it's not like G, let's be real. If Jombers shows up as the bird at DragCon, um, I don't think the fans are gonna be clamoring to go see her. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna I mean I feel like that's kind of the dream for most drag race queens is they have like their Vanji moment or like their Jan face crack moment. Um and then they're like, right, that is going to be my brand. That's going to be all of my merch sorted. Nope, for dra- not a bird. Not a bird. <laughs> um, but no, some of them work and sell really well. And then mm-hmm. some of them are like, ah, okay. Right. Cheddar is going to throw herself into the room as she has been feeling she's holding back, but she's here and she's going to make the most of it. The halfway through point is here. It's the home stretch. And LaFille believes that she is rolling down that hill to the finish line. Um, rolling down that hill. Is that a cut track from Kate Bush? But that's running up that hill. I know I'm making a joke. It's the Would opposite. It's a cut track. Uh, <laughs> See, oh, dad jokes. Con- I got them all episode long. Did you say contrast of Kate Bush. It, it, the cut track. Like, they didn't make it to the album. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Dumb blonde moment. It's all right. <laughs> now, Peppa's coming in guns blazing. It may have been fun, but she's ready to win another batch. She started off a high, but now she's feeling safe, safe. Um, but she's got the willpower to prove that she's going to be there. Jombers notes that the tops and the bottoms keep changing each week and says it's a bunch of versatile bitches. Personally, I prefer a bottom, FYI. <laughs> it's um, a running joke. We all know it. Also, yeah. if you would like to keep up with my power rankings, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk. I give you the weekly power rankings of um, the, the, the contestants. And 
honestly, John versus right. It is very up and down. Like there's no consistency. No, I mean, there's been a couple of like, like Danny's won the last two challenges, yes. I think, not including this week. Because, um, yeah, you had Black Pepper won first week, then second week was the girl group challenge where like seven of them won. Um, then, it, then it was Dakota and Baby, and then, oh, God, I'm trying to remember, Cheddar won one as well. Then Danny's I mean, won two. Rue is yeah. just handing out badges like it's candy on Halloween. I feel like Rue can do that though in the UK one because the prize is just a badge. <laughs> Literally. Or holidays. Right. So um Peppa has noticed something on Cheddar's chest. No, it is not a badge. It's Linda, the latest contestant. And Linda is a cockroach. And allegedly a comedy queen. As Pixie says, cockroaches, they laugh outlast everything, so she'll probably win. Why does Cheddar have a pet cockroach? May I ask where Linda stayed as the episode was actually filming? Um, where did Linda the cockroach stay? Probably like burrowed itself into like some random corner in the workroom, just keeping That's eyes- disgusting. Then feeding back to Cheddar on how she can beat them this week. <laughs> I just um I don't care for cockroaches personally. Who does? Um, Sorry, cockroach. Apparently Cheddar. But this <laughs> I just want to know. Where she got Linda? Was That's it the hotel room? Was it the craft that wasn't services? A, or you know that wasn't a real cockroach. Was it a real cockroach? But I don't know. No, because that looked like a toy cockroach. Um, I would like it to be real. It, it reminds me because it reminds me of a story where um, going a bit off a tangent here. When I was on holiday years ago with my family, when I was seven, I was staying in a hotel room. I think I was in Jamaica. With, and I was in a bed with like big double bed with my brother and it was pitch black and my brother spotted I don't know how he did he must have had night vision there was a cockroach on the wall like opposite oh God. and it was like sure it's a cockroach I was like what is it it's like a bug and I was like oh and it was like you can't kill them though They're no invincible. you can't and then I was like freaking out because I was so young and we got um a book and we threw it <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we just heard this like noise and then it just fell to the ground and then it just didn't seem to move after. But then my brother was like, but it's got to. So I have like trauma from cockroaches after that. So yeah, I'm sure seeing Linda was great. Yeah, I was like PTSD. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't get the whole cockroach thing at all. Why? Is it just a cheddar thing that she has cockroaches? Maybe. Maybe. Siren Wales says Rue has a message for her seven. She arrives to tell them that the next drag race superstar needs to put the base in her walk and the funny in her blankety blank. Yes, that's right. It is snatch game, people. Um, I heard blankety blank is back on the air in the uh, UK. Yes, I saw something about that. Like, Do you know it, who it, one of the um, panelists was? Oh, is this some, is it like Graham Norton or Hammond? no? It was Lawrence Cheney. And when Lawrence posted about it, she's like, I have PTSD. Oh, I remember seeing that now. Yeah. I remember seeing the ads now, now that you've mentioned Lawrence Cheney. Yeah. I, I don't know how she did, but I'm sure she was a great contestant this time around. How like, to play herself. I feel like she'd do really well as herself. Maybe not as well as Miriam Margulies as she was in oh, Satch. T. All right. So Cheddar says that if you succeed in Snatch Game, you are forever loved. And if you fail, you are forever shunned. Accurate? No. We, we still shun. Um, we still love the shun. 
Um, LaFille is a mixture of excitement and complete shits. Uh, guess they're not ready for this challenge, but they are going to need to show off their best celebrity impersonations and make Rue laugh her blanking arse off. The queens are going to head to their stations to get their celebrities in order. And as per usual in the new era of Drag Race, some of the queens have multiple celebrity personalities to get in order. Pixie's going to visit LaFille, who has two people to pick from, Marie Kondo or Posh Spice. Okay, sure. LaFille shares that when they toured with Mel C, they played Posh Spice all around the world, but they love Marie Kondo and feels they would have more to play with. And they want to play an Asian character. See? That's important. Pixie, take note. Yes, Pixie. We'll get to her later. Yeah. Um, LaFille toured with Mel C. How did we just, just drop it in here and not discuss it ever again? I know. That's a very subtle, like, name drop. Like, well, not subtle as in, like, it's like it's Mel C. It's a big name drop, but it was just so done. Like, oh, yeah, when I toured with Mel C, I did push on like, what? It wasn't just, like, they- walking around, like, UK and, like, do- doing shows locally. No, 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 no. She said world tour. I know. That's nuts. And, like, I feel like there was, there'd be so many queens who, like, the third thing they say when they walk into the workroom right. and one would be that like very kind of Willem energy. Like I did this, I did that, I did this, but no, LaFille kept it like cool. And I think that's what goes back to the problem with LaFille on the season is no one knows where to put her. No, she's, yeah, I totally agree. It's like, she was one who, I don't know if I said this in the Meet Meet the Queens podcast, but I just really didn't know like I just found the feel like a very tough nut to crack. I was like, I can't tell if she's absolutely gonna fly this competition, if she's gonna be like one of the first out, if she's gonna be like in the middle. I was like, I read. Really, um, LaFille is uh, good at the art of drag. LaFille on drag race, not necessarily the right combination. Yeah, you can be you can be an incredible drag queen and not be good on drag race. Yeah. Or vice versa. Now Pixie will ask if Marie Kondo is funny, to which LaFille says she is quite prim and proper with neat and neat anal tidying. Anal tidying. Are you familiar with that process? Um, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's gonna be on like all of LaFille's merch now. Come like oh, it drag. has to be. Badges. It has to be. Like, yeah, if she doesn't, she's missed a massive trick. And you know every single bottom will go buy it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's perfect. She has to do it. The money she will make from that, mm-hmm, honestly. Mm-hmm. Now, in Confessional, Phil shares that everything they've seen of Marie Kondo is polite, and her English is basically, Konnichiwa, my name is Marie Kondo. So in the world of comedy, LaFille is going to be playing into racial stereotypes. Mm. I don't think LaFille really thought this through. No, I think... Yeah, with with Snatch Game, when you're picking a character, you really have to think it through. It's like, I don't know, it's like picking a name for your baby. You have to think, like, I just, I don't know if this is going to be a good analogy, but, like, when you pick a name for a baby, you have to think, like, oh, does it go well with the last name? Um, Are there any, like, are there any, like, people, famous people, like, who are controversial and have that name? Because then you'd want to avoid it. Or, like... I, you don't want to give them a name that could be like that could have a diminutive that you don't really like, for example. Right. It's just like 
basically what I'm trying to say is, is you have a lot of factors to weigh up when you're picking a character, like so many. I just uh, love that we now live in an era where you can Google search anything. So there's no more excuses for baby names that are bad um, or <laughs> related to other things that should not be a baby name. Um, Malibu Barbie. Come on, Trisha. What were you doing, girl? So mad because I... Just saw on Twitter that her and her husband, a Malibu Barbie, did like Elvis and Priscilla and the baby for the Halloween costume. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I can't. And then I just remembered, I was like, oh my God, she's called Malibu Barbie. She's literally and I, called Malibu Barbie. And but the funniest memes to come out of it was um, <laughs> it was like no one, and it was like Trisha Paytas for the last nine months, and then it was a video. <laughs> from a Cinderella story when she goes, expecting Malibu Barbie. <laughs> yeah, so dumb, so dumb. I have ever seen. Now, Danny yeah. will pull out a shirt with a granddad collar and a gray wig as she is doing Louis Walsh. For those who don't know, Louis Walsh is a music manager and a judge from X Factor UK. Um, are you a fan of Louis Walsh? Um, so back in the day when X Factor was massive in the UK, my mum and I used to watch it religiously, like when it was on. It always starts like end of August. And when it starts, you're like, oh my God, it's Christmas. Like Christmas is round the corner because it always finished like a week before Christmas. So love X Factor. Louis Walsh, I kind of had like a love-hate relationship with in that mm-hmm. like, I don't know, he was, he was, he was kind of good fun. He'd have like good kind of like drama and crack jokes with Simon and some of the other judges and like he could never keep a serious face if like a contestant was really bad like he would just like start giggling and I then would do that like Sharon Osborne and then Simon Cow would just roll his eyes at the two of them um but I don't know then he would annoy me because he'd think like the really bad people were great like some of the really yeah um do you so, have a favorite X Factor contestant of all time? Oh my god! Um, I was not prepared for that question. Um, well, there's only like a couple big names that lasted, right? Well, just, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like the really like niche memeable ones. Um, I mean, who doesn't love Ollie Mers? Ollie Mers was good. Um, Little all, Mix, or like, or like the mums liked Ollie Mers. Uh-huh. Little Mix, obviously, are iconic. I feel like that just goes without saying. Um, and then, obviously, Harry Styles. Who? 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 What, what, one Direction? Um, I mean, I wasn't a massive One Direction fan, like, when they were on the show. I thought they were good. Hang on. Wait, hang you on. didn't have the boys on your wall hanging? I did not, like, when they were on the show. Well, no one did, because they weren't, like, you know. Right, not right, fa- right. Least music. Um of, I don't know I wasn't like I listened to like their hits that they brought out like their singles mm-hmm. um just think they were cute as well no, of uh, course. I mean you you could fit in, put I was, fit in those ones who would turn up at their red carpets like crying at their hotels and like yeah I would never even like do anything remotely close to that I feel like I cut off a question you were gonna ask um I mean I think there's another great name that is out there that ties into the strictly come dancing world a uh, Fleur East, who's currently on Strictly. Who? Oh, Fleur East. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, she was brilliant when she was on X Factor. Yeah. She, but she's so um, underrated. Yeah. Well, in, in, um, she was on the show, then she was underrated. 
then it got to judges' houses, and then she absolutely smashed it at judges' houses. And then Simon was like, oh, my God, where did she come from? And then after that, she just got better and better and better, and then she was the runner-up. Um, and she's an amazing vocalist. So Yeah, because I, I was looking at the cast for this current season of Strictly, and I was going down the rabbit hole of hers. And apparently I listened to her music before because I've watched the video. I was like, oh, shock. Um, yeah. But she did a performance with Little Mix on X Factor, um with a mashup of sax and black magic and it was excellent yeah i remember that yeah oh my god i want drag queens to perform that number please it was really good oh, yeah oh, I'm, I'm gonna rewatch that after this podcast yeah. <laughs> but yeah so um danny she, she's been rehearsing and practicing and has props in a bus driver wig uh so she's ready to be lily walsh now danny believes lily walsh is funny and camp but phil and pixie are just not buying it um, oh, and LaPhil says that Danny has to take her tan off. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> John Bruce is really excited for the challenge, already starting to cut wigs, and she will be doing the Queen of Ireland, a.k.a. Enya, a.k.a. Sail Away, a.k.a. Only Time. Um, are you a fan of Miss Enya? Um, I feel like I have to say yes, otherwise all island will disown me. Uh, that includes my mom because she's Irish. Um, no, I've not listened. I'm not not a fan. So I know who Enya is, of course. Um, You're not a fan because you don't go to the spa and listen to Enya on the spa music radio. But yeah, that's the thing. I've not like, listened to her music thoroughly. Obviously, I know like her classics that she's done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I was, I was excited. I was like, oh, she's going to do Enya. Because I don't know much about what Enya is like as a person, as a celebrity. Yeah. So I was very intrigued. And then RuPaul nipped that idea in the bud, which we will get to, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. In a- now, Dakota apparently didn't know that Enya was a singer. Or Dakota's just very bad at this acting that they have to do on this show. Um, I was like, yeah, Why? I was like, bitch, you know who Enya is. Um, how do you drag and lack pop culture references, bitch? Also, um, it's great to know the ins and outs of fashion, but you need to know your pop culture to be a great performer. So Dakota, go to um, pop culture school. I'll teach you. I'll, I'll help you out there. Oh, I'll happily like professor her. Like, yeah. Pop- I mean, you're a teacher, so you could definitely do it. Maybe. <laughs> now, Jombers likes the idea of doing Enya, as we don't much know much about Enya and can play off the whimsy and the music. And Jombers will listen to the winds like Enya does as they're calling her saying the winner is you, and I just think she's crazy. Now, Rue is going to arrive, and she has invited a guest. It is two-time Snatch Game winner, bag of chips. Meanwhile, Ben LaCreme and Ginger Man's Trinity to talk and Jinx Monsoon are like, uh, are we chopped liver? Crickets. <laughs> now, first up, LaPhil and Pixie join Rue and Baga, and Rue wants them to guess who they're doing. So with LaPhil, Rue spots a little mini dress and Baga thinks it's Posh Spice. It's Victoria. Rue loves Posh, and LaPhil tells Rue that they love playing Posh, but was thinking about doing Marie Kondo, and says she's slightly anal, and we all love anal. LaPhil mm. doesn't know if it'll be easy to make Rue cackle based on the improv challenge, with, but they're ready to tidy up the competition with Marie Kondo. Now, for Pixie, she has a big flouncy outfit with lots of jewels, and Pixie will say that she is a dame, and Baga knows it's Dame Shirley Bassey. Rue will say, that's great, that's fantastic, and in the same breath, say that a lot of kids feel that when you white people do black people, it's not a good thing. Now, I, as a sane human of this planet, would hear Rue, a black person, say this and say, you're right, Rue, 
it's not a good thing. Here's my second option. But but Pivixi thinks there is so much to Shirley that it doesn't need to be about her race. So she goes on to say that she's a fabulous larger-than-life national treasure. Darling, sweetheart, that's not okay to say. I utterly cannot believe we left it at that and never made mention of it ever again on this episode. Yeah, I feel like that was... I feel like it was just kind of swept under the rug. And I think this was probably going to be a point that was going to come up later, but I'll say now, I feel like when... Like, RuPaul has done this show for God knows how many seasons. Um, So if RuPaul, like, drops you a hint or a tip Mm -hmm. or a piece of advice, if RuPaul throws you any sort of bone, like, you pick it up and you take it and you make no. Especially... Like, if it's something that could make the difference between you, like, being in the bottom two and winning. Yeah. And and again, given the climate of the world today, it's yeah. not smart. It was just not a good idea. We, I mean... I should go Right. Like, I wasn't expecting her to do blackface here, but if you're doing the person who happens to be a Black woman, like, that's part of their identity. You can't just say, well, race doesn't matter especially as a white person, Bixie, you can't just say that. Yeah, I'm shaking And that's my... what the show did. Um, and I'm not really sure how the fans reacted to it, um, but yeah. I can't imagine it was great. I, well, I didn't look on Twitter much around the time it aired. I didn't really see, but I imagine there must have been some controversy, yeah. at least some, if not more. Now, yeah. somehow we are going to hear Pixie and Confessionals say that Rue and Bagger are confident in her choice and think it's going to be funny. And I suppose maybe Lots was left on the cutting room floor because I did not hear the vote of confidence from their conversation. Yeah, that must have been edited out and then makes like Pixie look bad in front of yeah. the fans. Now, <laughs> with, with Bagger there, it's time for a QA. and um, Pixie will ask if there is something she does to fully let go. And Bagger says that Snatch Game isn't a challenge. She just enjoys it and lets it go. She says, be silly. And with Dame Shirley, she tells her to do the hand movements and the mouth. Now, next up, we have Peppa, Chetta, and Dakota. And yes, Rue, there is a lot of stuff there because you've called three fucking people over. Of course, they're going to have a lot of shit. Now, Peppa has a hat with jewels in, on it. And Bagel's like, Dimity! No. <laughs> Release the beast, but the one from the US. She is doing Lil Nas X. And Rue finds this an interesting choice as we don't know what Lil Nas X sounds like when he talks. Which proves that RuPaul does not watch the telly, as we in the States had an entire Uber Eats ad campaign with Lil Nas X and Elton John. It was the gayest shit ever. Oh my God, how have I not seen that? I'm sure it's on YouTube. It was some of the oh, most I uncomfortable. Was, um, it was it. like, it, I, don't, I don't know if you have them in the UK, but you know those, like, th- these little, um, um, kids rides that you like put coins in and you can like ride like a horse or a, um oh i know what a, you mean we must a have car some... or whatever yeah, yeah. um this was ones yeah lil nas x was riding one of those in elton john's house that's what the commercial was while they're ordering uber eats really uncomfortable very weird right okay now peppa says she can do whatever she wants to do and have fun and she knew she was going to have to do comedy challenges and she knows that she's not good at everything but she will push beyond what she's good at for this challenge. Mm-hmm. Baga tells her to not let Rue know you're struggling and just have an answer. So Baga says if she was struggling, she would just say Paul. One, let's go back and watch and see when she was struggling on UK versus the world every time she said Paul. And mm-hmm. two, 
I'm not sure about the filming schedule, but I don't think these bitches had seen UK versus the world yet. So they're laughing at a joke that they don't know the reference to, which is so iconic. <gasps> really? Oh my God. I didn't they even They may think- have just left when that episode aired because I think they started filming in February and UK versus the world started at the beginning of February. Um, so mm-hmm. if they're laughing at a joke that they don't understand, that's just so good. That means that these people really are trying to cater to RuPaul. Peppa believes that she does well she will overcome a huge fear of hers and uh, she's going to take everything they say to heart and she's going to do it now Cheddar has two busts and Rue guesses that one is Queen Elizabeth I and the other is Quentin Crisp and I was like who the fuck is Quentin Crisp well Quentin Crisp was an English raconteur and author of The Naked Civil Servant he was a very controversial figure for his remarks on queer culture um, were you familiar with Quentin Crisp in this moment? I had no idea who Quentin Crisp was, and I was like, "Should I know who Quentin Crisp Apparently is?" Apparently, we probably should have. I didn't know, so oopsie, sorry. I forgot um, to Google the words as well. <laughs> uh, but I feel like if Cheddar went in this direction, it would have been a very, very hard sell for the audience. Um, I mean, if you thought Sasha Valore doing Marlene Daytrick was an obscure reference, the kids today would be scratching their heads, begging for TikTok stars from Cheddar. Yeah, very much so. I think, yeah, Quentin Chris sounds like a very intellectual choice. Yes. Which I think, I don't know, if you get that humor in, it can really work, but it's very hard. You kind That's of true. put very much in a box if you do it. Now, Rue will ask Cheddar if she has done Quentin before, to which Cheddar says she often wanders the streets doing impersonations of Quentin Chris and in shops hoping she'll get a free coffee. Um, do you talk to yourself in the streets? Oh, all the time. All, <laughs> do I do it? Yes. Guilty as charged. Um, and sometimes I will do it. Sometimes I'll do it not realizing. <laughs> and then I will do it not realizing there's someone like right behind me or there's someone like just about to pass me. And then they kind of go to turn to like, you know, turn their head. And I'm like, oh my God, they think I'm twisting. <laughs> Um, but no, I'm just my brain is always going like so. I'm myself even when I'm home alone. I just don't like silence, and rather than put music on, which seems like the normal thing to do, (laughs) talk to myself. Um, Just yeah, I just don't like silence that much. Um, But yeah, I'm very guilty of doing it in the street a lot, and it could literally be about anything, anything. (laughs) Whatever's just going through my mind at that moment. Now, the deciding factor for Cheddar is with Queen Elizabeth. They don't know what she sounds like as she can move. Uh, she can have more fun. But Rue will be like, well, she sounds like Kate Blanchett. Everyone knows that. And Cheddar's like, or Helen Mirren. And Rue's like, or Betty Davis. And Cheddar's like, or Dame Judy Jen. So basically, she's got free range to go crazy and go out there. And she says, who doesn't love a horny, bloodthirsty queen in a lovely dress up to snatch a crown? Friends, stream all seasons of Drag Race and Wild Presents Plus for your answer to see them. <laughs> Rue will tell them all that if you have an objective then you have an angle to work from that's where the humor is for Dakota she has a cigarette and a fur and Rue knows who it is Baga knows who it is it is Pete Burns and Rue reveals that she knew Pete and says they had a wonderful and great sense of humor so how will Dakota make Pete funny Dakota says they don't have much time on Snatch Game but Pete was so irreverent and funny with so much material simply with Big Brother as that will be the era she will be going for 
Rue will ask her what she will do with her lips, and Dakota replies that she will borrow lip liner from Jombers. How rude. Um, are you familiar with the one and only Pete Burns? I do know who Pete Burns is. Um, Pete Burns is someone who I only really found out like about this year. I'd mm-hmm. seen photos of them before and I just didn't really know who it was. And then I'd heard the name thrown around a couple of times. And I was like, who's Pete Burns? Who's Pete Burns? So I Googled. And then when I saw like, I was like, oh, that's Pete Burns. Um, so, but I'm not like, I'm not like massively familiar mm-hmm. like with Pete. I know Pete Burns was a performer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Dead I, or alive. I'm, and I've band. seen Dead quite a while. Um, oh, sorry, the band. I thought you asked me if they were dead or alive. No, 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 no that's the band. That's the band. Yes. Um, I mean, you were only a wee lad when um, Big Brother came out. So um, I, I, I was, doubt you even watched it. Oh, I was probably about like six or seven when it first came out. Maybe yeah, probably, eight. probably too young for you to watch that filthy language. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, I know that like when I was young, that was like the golden era of yeah. Big Brother. Now, Dakota has lots of work ahead of her, but she's determined to make Rue laugh. And finally, we have Jombers and Danny joining the lot. And Rue will ask them if they know Bagga personally. And Danny says that everyone who does drag knows Bagga personally. Um, does that mean she shags the drags? Oh, interesting question. Or, yeah, it's, it's a theory. Um, I'm going to have to ask one of our friends of the podcast um, to answer that question because they are friends with Bag of Chips. So I'm going to find out. <laughs> Rue will ask if Baga has a restraining order. Uh, if anyone has a restraining order on Baga, and Baga is asked how many restraining orders she has. And Baga says, in the words of Juju, be a sensible 75. She didn't get the, the number right. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, now Rue tells Baga that these two were the top last week with Jombers on Danny's heels and Rue tells Jombers that she was brilliant and she'll be doing the character the rest of her life ha ha no Rue you got it wrong this is one where you, you did not get right unless World of Wonder is like no no we have to honor what Rue said it has to be the biggest thing ever and we're just going to see the cooey line come out now Rue thinks that Jombers is doing Prince Valiant and I was like whoop and I discovered it's a cartoon, and this dude really had a terrible bowl cut. Like, really bad bowl cut. Already? Oh, yeah. God. She will tell us that she is the queen of something, as she is the queen of Ireland, and yeah, she has not done Enya before, but believes there is a lot to play with. Baga will say that she doesn't know much about Enya's personality, but she knows that she likes a pixie fairy that lives in the Irish countryside. Um, that sounds like fun. Have you ever um, just wanted to be a p- little pixie in the Irish countryside? That's how I feel every time I go to Ireland to see my. <laughs> what are you talking about? But yeah, um, um, which I do like three or four times a year. <laughs> I need to go to Ireland. I need to find it, figure out my heritage. I have to figure out where where the family came from. Um, yeah, do it, yeah. Ireland yeah. is just one of the most stunning countries, and every time I go, I just I this isn't me like venting about Ireland is more like um so when I do go to Ireland I get to see all my family which is really lovely but then I've not really been anywhere else in Ireland uh, I basically bored it enough for the amount of times I've been there it's just like criminal how little of Ireland I've explored so let's do a road trip or something let's do it yeah Rue will tell Jombers that she should do the most obvious thing which is St. Patty but the female version of St. Patrick and Jombers is like 
duh, of course. But internally, I bet you she's like, fuck my life. I'm going to have to Scarlet Harlot myself and make a switch. Uh, because you know that this literally came out of Rue's ass. Yeah, I I have a lot to say about this. I'm Jasmine Masters and I got something to say. No, I... Um, I mean, I was going to say this more like once we, if we're going on to review their performances, but I just feel like with RuPaul, if RuPaul like doesn't get the cultural reference, RuPaul's like, oh, I'm going to try and get you to do this character instead because I might find that more funny. Um, Because I don't know who, I have no idea who Enya is. so I'm not going to find her funny and you need to make me laugh because I need to keep you in the competition at least another week. Um, so I just feel like, you know, the Queens, who they pick for their character and they prepare, that's part of their like artistic integrity, whatever you call it. And they should do it. Like, unless obviously it's someone like mega controversial right. or the fact that they are playing them is mega controversial then yeah, they shouldn't do it. But like, you know, Jumpers is Irish, Enya is Irish, like, and Enya I'm, is like an Irish icon. So like, just let her do it. Like, Jumpers will fall have- full into that Irish accent. And I don't know um, any of the words that came out of her mouth. It just sounded like goobity gobbity. <laughs> I mean, I, I got what she was saying, but the thing with Jumpers accent is well no, the thing is the answers she had in snatch game i thought were funny mm-hmm. like with responses but the cliches were so cringe yes because, like i've had people because my mom's from ireland she has an irish accent i can tell she has an accent but it doesn't sound very strong to me obviously because i live with her um but then when people meet my mom for the first time they go, oh my God, her accent's so strong. I'm like, really? And then they'll do the whole cliche, like, top of the morning. They're like, that's what your mum sounds like. I'm like, no, she doesn't. No. <laughs> so I hear, like, anyone do Irish cliches, like, phrases or accents. It is, like, nails on a blackboard for me. I just, I'm like, I can't listen to it. Um, and I have something else to say about RuPaul, about, like, picking the characters. Um but now I can't remember it, and now it's going to bug me. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get there. We'll come back, I'm pretty sure. (sighs) Now, John Burst is going to do his Irish accent, and Rue was like, you can drag up all the things we associate with St. Patrick. And I was like, help me out here, Shawnee. What do we associate with St. Patrick? Um, So St. Patrick is the patron saint of Ireland. Um, Oh, my gosh. This is the one time my mum wants to listen to this podcast as well. She's going to hear so much of her being referenced, Ireland being referenced. So I think St. Patrick, please, nobody, like, kill me if I'm wrong. Um, History is not my forte. I actually think he was English and then he went over to Ireland. I don't think he was born in Ireland. Um, But then I know he got rid of, like, the snakes thing. Um, I really should have done homework on this, but I didn't think I was going to be prepared to be asked on Patrick was. Listen, when you've told me you're really? Irish and we have an Irish reference here, how how can I not ask you about Ireland and the history? I thought, I thought I would get away with it because John is, is from Northern Ireland and my family are from the Republic. That's fair, that's fair. 
Well, that's... let's move over to Danny, who will give Rue an impression to see if she gets it. And Rue's like, sit black. And um, Danny's like, I gave you Irish. And Rue is just not feeling the Louis Walsh fantasy. <laughs> um, she wants to know why Louis Walsh. And, and Danny says she has a lot to play with as a big TV personality who's quite funny. And Rue will ask if her Louis has an objective. And Danny's like, you've made me think now. And I will give you what the objective you should have said is. The objective is to find a pop star. Boom. Acting 101. There, there's your objective of Louis Walsh. You could have made it work. Yes. I see. I would have been like Danny. I would just have froze and be like, oh, I don't know. And then as soon as some, as soon as like someone, like another queen, like if they mentioned that, I'd be like, oh my God. That's now, genius. Rue is going to tell her that she wants to give herself lots of choices and avenues to go down. So she throws out like if she were the sixth Beatle or the grandchild of the Beatles. So then she could work with all the stuff from Liverpool. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Hold up, time out. Sixth Beatle? Who the fuck is the fifth Beatle? <laughs> Maybe the fifth one was like secretly Yoko Ono or something. I was didn't. like, Rue, you you just added a Beatle. Who? I don't know. <laughs> John, Paul, Ringo, George. Who's five? And, and then Ru- RuPaul like prides herself on being so on it with her pop culture, doesn't she? Um and I'm just like, seriously, the most like famous band ever to exist. And you Literally. think already when there was four. Famously four. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny for me. I was like, this is just Rue, no, no. And they kept it in because now we're going to be able to talk about Rue being dumb. So thank you, editors. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, Danny is spinning and thinking who she can do. And before they head to leave, Rue reveals that they will be heading to the Snatch Game set more on that soon where they will meet contestants from strictly come dancing tess daly and aj adudu are you familiar with them yes uh tess daly is one of the co-hosts um and so i don't watch strictly religiously but i will see it like anytime it's on my parents love to watch it um and the other one whose name's gone from my brain aj um, adudu aj adudu yeah i'm familiar with her as well um she did very well on the show she did really well, yeah. Okay. And they're going to drop one more name. On the main stage, their ex-special guest judges, Scary Spice herself, Mel B. Ooh. You're not going to catch them all. They're only going to get four out of five. There's no way in hell they can afford Posh Spice. It's literally going to be like when they did their reunion tour. That's the four they got. Posh Spice wasn't there. And it's <laughs> just been like, it's being reciprocated, Lord, like yeah. in Drag Race as well. That was very funny. Now, with the host and celebrity guests out of the room, it's time to get back to work. Or if you're Black Peppa, you're physically shaking because she sees that everyone's excited about her. She is bricking Snatch Game. She talks to Jombers, who reminds her that when they did the improv, she was worried, but she was safe and she should play on the map. Jombers will ask her if she can make Lil Lil Nas X funny. And Peppa says, I don't know. And Jombers is like, that's not the answer. The answer is yes. Come on. We're at the point now where you have to, to submit characters in your audition tape like if you know this challenge will happen and you plan to win the show you must prepare for snatch game because it will happen no more excuses no more excuses Many. yeah it's like it's even more like unforgivable than not knowing how to sew i mean you know, right. well that's no it's probably about the same you know there's going to be a design challenge every single season you mm-hmm. know there's game every single season so it should be treated the same way that like sewing is treated, which you have to learn how to sew. If not, sure. then you're going to be in very hot water 
in trouble thinking so Jarmbert's going to try to get her out of the headspace and channel the black pepper energy she has when she performs lip syncs but pepper shares that she is always trying to control everything and be perfect but she feels this is the challenge she needs to let go and get out of her head release the yeehaw within also freaking out is three-time winner danny beard who is spinning right round baby right round she is freaking out as Rue was deadpan and it threw her off, but she's been debating whether she should change her character. Does she want to do Natasha Hamilton? No. Does she want to do Carrie Cochona? No. Both of them are members of Atomic Kitten. That's what I learned. I knew Carrie Cochona, did not know the other one. Yeah, same here. I knew Carrie Cochona was, and then Natasha Hamilton, I was like, what? Who's that? Um, but Cheddar and Dakota have faith in whatever Danny does, and Pixie reminds her that she could do improv and be funny, so don't second guess the character. It's just comes with you pixie will tell us that maybe it's the pressure of doing well but in all of her years knowing danny she's never seen danny doubt themselves well it's time to ask linda what she thinks and apparently she says go home danny go home but danny's made a decision find out who on set it is time for snatch game and we're not in the regular set no no we are on the main stage and i must now take the time to apologize to the series drag race italia and Drag Race France, who I mocked for doing Snatch Game on their main stage. Apparently now it is okay. If Rue let it happen, anything is fair game. Did it bother you that they did it on the main stage? A little bit, yeah. It kind of took the whole, I guess, like, spectacle out of Snatch Game. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, when it's... I don't know, when you watch it on the main see it on the main stage it's like imagining you're like there behind the scenes as part of the crew watching it it's not as magical it's like yeah. my mind goes oh your budget was cut yeah i'm like why was i just don't get why it wasn't i i don't think like sh- like shimmer curtains are that expensive yeah, they've had I- sets this season what happened if anyone can find out the tea on why they film this on the main stage, I need to know. Um, but yeah, I, I, Nikki Doll, I'm sorry for mocking your show and mocking that you did it on the main stage. It still was very uncomfortable, but I guess if Rue can do it, anyone can do it now. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I guess because of the special guest, this iteration of this challenge will be called Strictly Come Snatch Game. Um, also, the answers were written down on paddles. Yeah. Okay, choices. Well, the reason they are is because when you know you watch Strictly, oh, when course. they, oh yeah, it just times. it was weird because the writing space just didn't work for them. Yeah, it wasn't like how. Yeah, it's just because it's quite circular. It seems right. more. It, that's why it felt weird. I was like, okay, okay. Anyway, we see AJ Adudu and Tess Daly, who I don't know if she fully knew what she signed up for when she walked in that room. Uh, she was not having it. AJ I've, though was like, "This is a blast." Oh, yeah, I feel like some of them don't when they do it. It's like, um, oh, God, I can't remember what season, I can't remember what season she was um, guest judging on Snatch Game, but it was Gigi Hadid was on it one season. <laughs> yeah. We kind of forget about that. We don't talk about that, um, although I'm talking about it now. And she, you could just so tell she was just there and she just was not, like, into it. She was just giving really, like, answers like really boring answers and normally they're quite good the special yeah. guests their answers um i also but- think it was test daily being like i'm a host of a show and aj was a contestant how are we at the same level 
I'm shocked Testelli was not actually like a guest judge. Like that's the shocker for me. Maybe she didn't have time. He's very guest judge energy. Yeah, absolutely. They should, you know, if there's a dance challenge, by all means, get like or like a presenting challenge, like mm-hmm. you know how they in six where they hosted their own talk show or whatever. Oh no, um, no, no! If they're gonna at this point in time, if there is ever a hosting style cha- challenge, Ant and Deck will be there in drag. Oh, oh, oh I hope so. Otherwise, they're doing it wrong. Um, mm-hmm. or- <laughs> All right. So here's how we're going to do it again this time. We are going to go contestant by contestant and um, discuss their journey through Snatch Game, giving you yeah. the highs and lows, rather than the question by question, because this is more fun to dive into yeah. the full journey um, of the character. Yeah. Shall we start with Dr. Cheddar Gorgeous as Elizabeth I? Yes. Now, I don't know much about Queen Elizabeth I, but I've seen photos of actresses playing her. Those teeth. Yeah. Oh, my, my God. Vile. Hilarious. But that's kind of what made this character. Like, Cheddar gave you the quintessential look, but paired it with a very wild character trait. Yeah. She looked crazy. She did. And the, um, even though I said I don't know tons about history, the Tudor era, which is the era that Queen Elizabeth I is from, because she's the house of Tudor, Um no, that's one I kind of know bits about. Um, but Queen Elizabeth the first, like, apart from the fact that we've just had a Queen Elizabeth the second, like, Queen Elizabeth the first is probably one of the most famous monarchs, like, mm-hmm. we've ever had in British history. Um, I'm trying to think what she's quite well known for. She reigned for 45 years, which was very long for when she lived, because I know mm-hmm. she from 15... Oh, I know. Right. She reigned from 1558 to 1603. Um, So, and she reigned for like 45 years, which was very long time back then. And it was a very long time for a queen. Um, And she lived to like 69, which was quite old for back then. And yeah, she never married. She never produced an heir. Um, But yeah, if you ask me to go into like, I can never remember between her and her sister Mary which one was Catholic and who was Protestant. I always get it mixed up. Um, but she was very significant. Like everyone in England knows who Queen Elizabeth the First sure. is she looks like and kind of knows roughly what she stood for and what she, you know. So, but yeah, I thought just sorry, did you want to go in with your review? No, first? I mean that I think that was a good uh analysis of the character and how and she she who she is, because um yeah, it was, it's definitely helpful, but at the end of the day, she was just funny, and that's what works since that yeah. I mean, when you play a historical figure, it's a blessing and a curse, because mm-hmm. with, it's a blessing in a sense that you kind of almost have nearly a blank canvas. Yeah, You have, like, the foundations, and then you build the rest of it, and you can, like, you can make Queen Elizabeth I however you want her to be, because no one alive knows what she was really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also a curse because it's a historical figure. You run that risk of it being boring. Yeah. Um, if, if you're trying to be too informative about who they were, too historical, too educational, right. then you risk. But I think Cheddar had a really good balance of it being informative and entertaining. Um, like with the fact of like, oh yeah, I was a virgin queen. And then like spinning that on its head and then, you know, making her quite promiscuous. Right. Which I- so I thought she did a really good job. And the teeth being gross, I thought was actually quite clever because, you know, hygiene back then wasn't the one. Um, were royal. Like, you probably didn't have the best hygiene. 
So let's go, let's go through her journey a bit. Rue asks if she can call her the Virgin Queen. And Liz says, you can call me anything, Virgin Rue. Uh, but to the boys out there, yes, I am totally intact, but experienced. Very funny. Very <laughs> like it's it's the way she said it. You if you know, you know what she's referring to, but it was just so highbrow and smart. That's yeah. how you can be funny. The first question is about the difference between strictly and drag race. And AJ says they don't hook their disco balls, which um Rue takes for took. Um Rue's not the sharpest tool, Miss Shed. When she, she accents are hard. Yeah. Now, anyway, we get to Queen Lizzie the first. She tells Rue that she prefers the thirst, um, if you know what that means. She <laughs> considers herself parched, uh, same. And but she also didn't know what a disco ball was, so she thought it was sounded like a weapon. So she answers oiled. Not the greatest answer, but it's the commitment to the character and the answer that made this a good job for this first answer for her. Yeah, I think with like an answer like oiled. Depending on how you say, it. if you said like, "Oh, they oil their disco balls," then you're kind of like, "Okay." But then if you said like, "Oh, they oiled their mm-hmm. disco balls," then yeah, it sometimes it doesn't come down to what the answer is, but like sometimes it can come down to that just how you say it. And that's literally most so of like, the problem with this episode. If you make it, when in doubt, just like make it an innuendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, when it comes to what Michelle Visage got replaced before returning to Strictly Come Dancing, um, Queenie here says her dignity, which she finds it hard to believe in Michelle's case. And speaking of people with no dignity, dignity, she will point out that Rue had a relative of hers on the show in her empire. And Queenie wants us to know that Mary, Queen of Scots, is dead. When you fuck with the power, you fuck with the power. Um, here's my plea, and I've already put it on social media. Can we get a Cheddar and Rosé show as these characters? Oh, that would be amazing. Rose saw it. She didn't comment. She didn't respond to me, but she has seen the post I made. <gasps> right. Rose, you have 24 hours to respond. <laughs> Let's do it, bitch. Uh, I think it'll be so funny. That would be so good. And especially because there's like high drama. I mean, you know about the history between like Mary Queen of Scots and Elizabeth I. And yeah. So that would be such an interesting dynamic to do, like as a. In drag! In drag, like, was like how the Vivian and Bagger did it with Trump and Thatcher. Like, they should so do that with, what are you covering your hands for? That was cringe. Watching that one episode, the first episode, I said, not, I'm done. I'm not, I can't watch anymore. Yeah, I didn't watch and I didn't realize it was cringe. But what I mean cringe. is they no, should I know just go, the two of them. And yeah, if that was cringe, then hopefully a less cringe one, they should do, the two of them. Um... For the final question, Alan Carr will be hosting a new dating show called Strictly Come and Tess Daly said carefully, which is funny, but before Queen Elizabeth answers, we learned that it is only rumors of her dating life. She didn't touch it. It certainly didn't go inside. Funny. But her mm-hmm. answer is farting. And she knows about that because she too can command the wind as she has a hurricane in her that was big and bad, and if you dare to try her, Cheddar was great. Is she a top tier drag race snatch game performer? No, but best of the night. Yeah, best of the night as evidence with her win. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, she was probably the strongest of the bunch. But like, if you were to like do one of those BuzzFeed articles where you rank like every single performance of every single snatch game, she wouldn't like come in like the top 20. Nope, not a chance. 30. All right. 30, but definitely not 20. 
LaFille as Marie Kondo. I am getting the sense that LaFille is bad at acting right from the start. They were doing that fragile thing they did as OG Mary and the Rusical, put on the high-pitched voice. Only this time, um, they gave you a stereotypical Asian character trope. When asked how the set looked and if it was tidy enough, she says it's very tidy. Missed opportunity to really create a character from, from the character. Like, make her a raging bitch or something. Like, make her see something out of line and be like, oh, like, yeah, fire, never, brimstone. Yeah, like, rule 101 of Snatch Game is if you get asked a question, never just go, oh, yes. Like, no. Yes, um, and continue the, the, the yeah. continue on, friends. Improv, isn't it? It's yes, and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought her Marie... Condo to quote Michelle Visage from like the last God knows how many seasons. It was very one note. Yes. Uh, it was very one note. And yeah, there was no, because she didn't really develop like her answers. Yeah. There was just no like layers to Marie Kondo and who she was. Um, and I think she's, I think Marie Kondo, I could be barking up the wrong tree. She's one of those people who's hard to make funny if you're trying yes. to stay true to her character. Kind of how we saw in like season five Snatch Game when Detox did Kesha. Because mm-hmm. I thought Kesha really accurately, but because she did it so accurately, she didn't get the humor in. True. Um, she had the funny answers. Like what she said was funny. And I actually thought when she was going, like when she was saying tuck, but actually she'd written touch. I thought that was quite, a funny one there um but yeah the character itself was just not funny i very much get the impression that like anyone could have watched like 10 minutes of marie kondo netflix and given the same performance right and and lafille made a point to say that they wanted to do someone who was asian there's a lot of asian celebrities to pick from girl um this wasn't the right one and i i i i question a lot of the choices here but for the first question she gets we get a bit of a lost in translation and lost in accent um it was a little bit of uncomfortableness here but again as you mentioned she tried to a bit saying touch like tuck and rue was not here for it um but it it just didn't spark joy yeah did not now for the Michelle question, she says wardrobe, which she spells wrong on one paddle. And again, very uncomfortable. Um, she tried to get a tidy wardrobe in, but it didn't work. I, I, she knew what she was doing in the sense of she knew Marie Kondo, but she didn't know it in the sense of Snatch Game. No. Um, but yeah, it's like um, Michelle said in season 14, or I might have been a different judge. Um or it might have been Rue, I can't remember. But someone says that a lot of queens forget that Snatch Game is not an acting challenge. It is a comedy challenge. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the queens very much get into their heads about trying to be as accurate as possible. But actually, yeah. they've got funny. You know, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, think of, like, you know, people who've done characters and they just go completely off on a tangent from what the, who their character actually is to make funny and then because it's such a contrast it makes it even more funny it's true so yeah there's some people who if you pick them and you stay too committed to their character then you're just you're not gonna be able to get that humor and make Rue laugh danny beard is still black now i have to believe she was an option for danny simply because she had the elements and the teeth um you don't just have those teeth unless you plan to use them and i know she had them in this uh improv challenge but like it had to have been for this 
Unless she found them like in some dusty corner that the Vivian left for her, like freezing. Ew, with earlier. Linda. <laughs> with Linda, yeah. That was my follow up. With Linda. She made Scylla very yelly. Um, it was very inspired by what Baga did as Maggie Thatcher. Um, I And we do know that Scylla Black was a backup option for Baga on season one. So it's almost like Danny Beard was doing Baga Chips doing Scylla Black. Yeah, and it was one of Vivian's um, backup options as well because she does a yeah. really good impression. Now, Scylla answers, shave their disco balls, and Danny's just yelling and playing with the fake teeth. Not great. Uh, for the question about Michelle Visage play- replacing her two left feet, Scylla says her, H-U-R-R, which is, I guess, Scylla for hair, but if Danny had not written down H-U-R-R and actually wrote down hair, it would have made the delivery funny. Yeah. That was the joke. It wasn't the spelling. It was the pronunciation. Yeah. Danny was floundering. This was very bad performance here from Danny. Yeah. I don't think it was the most perfect Scylla Black. Um, I mean, she had like the look down. I mean, it was very comical with the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you could kind of make them a little big or you could go absolutely over the top and show very over the top and very over animated. But then it got to a point where like even some of the stuff she was saying, I was really struggling to yeah. understand. Are you a Scylla Black fan? Yeah, to mind her. I've ha- like I know she's long past, um, but my um, one of my aunties um, is senior cabin crew for Virgin Atlantic, um, so she's worked for like she's met loads of celebrities over the years. So I like she tell me like loads of stories, and I said to her, "Oh, who was your like best one? Who was your worst one?" So I said, "Who's the best celebrity you ever had on board? Like the nicest." And she said, oh, without a doubt, Sharon Osbourne. I was like, oh, okay, really? <laughs> Your face oh, there. okay. No, she said Sharon Osbourne was so lovely. And then I said, who was like the worst one you had, like the biggest diva? And she didn't even hesitate. She went Scylla Black. I could see it. I could but see it. Annie, she used to like click her fingers and just go like click them and go champagne. I was like, um, hey, oh. Listen. If you quit your own show on air without the producers knowing you're about to quit your show, you know you're a diva. Oh my god, did she do that? Yes, she did. Oh this my is a god. great video. Kind of YouTube. But also like manic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move over to Pixie Blight has Dame Shirley Bassey. Um, okay, she looked fine, but um Shirley's not a white woman. And I just can't get over that. I, I it's not okay. And I hope Pixie understands that now. Um. Yeah, I, 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 it's a, it's a miss for me. I just, I really felt not yeah. okay with this. Do, do not approve of her choice. Um, I think in terms of her character, like it came across that she knew like next to nothing about Dame Shirley Bassey. All she knew was her name. Um, I was gonna say how she looked, but we kind of know that she maybe. Yeah. Um. And then how she spoke. But, and then not only that, but she sang a song called Diamonds Are Forever. Apart from that, she knew nothing else about Dame Shirley. Because all of her diamonds are forever. And then she was like, every answer was to do with diamonds. I was like, at least you could kind of, like, could you not at least like try and go off, not off topic, but at least expand off of that. Like maybe bring in some Bond jokes. Exactly. 
old finger joke. She also sang old literally. Now, like, yeah, as far as the characterization, the moral of the story here is she just went on and on and on, and she jumped on Rue's lines. Like Rue is saying, you can call me whatever you want. And she spoke over her and said um, that Rue is a lovely Welsh name. And and Rue, at the end of the day, it, it, it's Rue's show. If you are not volleying the way that Rue wants you to volley, it's not going to work. And if you're talking over Rue, trying to get a punchline in, not going to work. Um, with the first question, before we get to her answer, Rue will ask how long she's been a dame. And well, apparently it's as long as it takes to answer the question, which is forever. Also, Shelly Bassey was never a dame in the silver screen and apparently calling the movie of her life Diamond Diva because diamonds are forever. She just tosses diamonds on the table. Choices. Um, now, the first answer she gives is polished, but then she says that disco balls don't need to be polished because they are made of diamonds. And yeah, no, yeah. Pixie, you're not forever at all. No, sorry, Pixie. Um... Bag of dips for the bag of chips question is her answer. And at least she got the rhyme of the joke. She does well with the follow-up as the bag of dips is the decline of her career as she slowly slides out of stardom. Um, unlike her, who's been there for years and plans to be there for a bit longer. And it's just a run-on of an answer. And Pixie, you've watched this show before. Rue will say it later on. But you know how this works. Quick and simple. Yes, quick and simple. Sometimes, like, sometimes, like, with Snatch Game, it's just, sometimes it's quite formulaic. You know, Absolutely. it's simple, don't overthink your answers, like, and volley as well. Like, Rue throws you one, you hit one back. Rue throws mm-hmm. you one, you hit one back. Like, um, and then, but I, I kind of get where they're coming from. If I was doing Snatch Game, I know I would get into my head. I know I would overthink. What do you do for Snatch Game? Oh my god, um, that's a tough one. I'd love to do Moira Rose from Shit's Creek. Don't give me a snatch game question because I will bomb. <laughs> I won't. We won't. We won't. But we'll I would do like Moira Rose from Shit's Creek, like Electra Shock did in Drag Race Down Under. Well, yes, but the yes. thing you put that she was doing Catherine O'Hara, but then she was doing Moira Rose's the Moira Rose character, yep. and then what happened was is I don't know if you noticed this in Down Under. When they were doing the critiques, um, Michelle went, she looked nothing like Catherine O'Hara. She sound nothing like Catherine O'Hara. And then like five minutes later, she when they were doing the wrap-up critique, she was like, she did a great impression of her Moira Rose. And I was like, oh my God, it's literally, you can tell like a gay intern runner like ran to Michelle and whispered in her ear going, it's Moira Rose. It's her character from Shit's Creek. And she was like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Just because I, I can master her accent quite well. Well, I'm going to give you a test. You have um, a week to prepare. Um, we're going to FaceTime in a week and catch up. Okay. And you are going to give me your best Moira Rose impersonation. I'll be in character the whole time. I love it. I'm here <laughs> for it. All right. Let's talk about Dakota Schiffer as Pete Burns. She had fun. So much fun. The look was pretty good. I like how she played around with being dead and making a joke of it. That was very smart. Uh, because again, had a purpose. Yes. And I think with someone like Pete Burns, like, well, first of all, I thought she had to look down to a T. Yes. Very good. Like, you looked at her, I was like, I knew 
like on straight away Pete Burns. I thought it was a good choice of character. Like there's a lot, you know how they always go, oh, I can play with them a lot. Like there's a lot to work with. There actually was like a lot to work with. with it was. Um, and so, the good characterization and the mannerisms were mm-hmm. like consistently there. I do think though, even though it got a laugh from Rue, you know, when they play characters or like celebrities who are dead and they go like, they ask some question, they go, oh, I don't know. I've been dead years or whatever. Like we saw Sasha Velour do it when she did Marlena Dietrich. And I just, it's a recycled joke, but it I is. guess like, you know. It's, a, it's all about the delivery. It's about how you do it. And I think that's what worked in Dakota's favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first question she will get that we see is about bag of chips and it's the, she answers bag of shits again we get the rhyme vulgarity is on point um, they say that bag has had so much filler the bitch looks constipated constantly and that is a warning to all you homosexuals out there who are addicted to filler it is the truth please don't get too much filler also yep. does Pete know bag no they've been dead a long time I bet you Pete Burns and bag of chips would be best friends oh I could so dare see. I say bosom buddies Oh, no, you're so onto something. I bet they absolutely would. <laughs> now, they say um, Rain replaced for Michelle for to be back on Strictly, and she says this as they've seen her Vogue routine and calls it insincere to the point of nausea and says they wouldn't piss on her if she burst into flames. Good references. <laughs> very funny. Very good. Yeah, very good. All right. Speaking of not very good, Black Peppa is Lil Nas X. Um, first off, are you a fan of Lil Nas X? Um, I am. Like, I like his songs. I haven't listened to like every single one of his songs from like his albums, but obviously, love me some Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. Um, call me by your name, as well as um, that's what I want. Um, oh my God! Wait, you've already um m- mentioned references that Black Pepper made none of. I know, and that was my main critique. Can you believe? Um, yeah, my main critique was Lil Nas X was a good choice, first of yes. all, but very current celebrity, like gay celebrity, and had the look down really well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like Black Pepper as Lil Nas X, like if you were someone watching it and you had no idea who Lil Nas X was, you would still oh, no. have. Yeah, who little Nas X was by the end yeah. of the show because she told nothing about the character. And yeah, there was no references to little Nas's music, lyrics, music videos, kind of like little Nas X's like identity as a celebrity. Like there was just none of that was there. Now, when we first hear the first interaction with Room, we knew it was doomed. When asked what the X stands for, Nas says, how many X chromosomes there are? Well, how many are there? How many as you want, Daddy? Mm. Oof. We'll go yeah. to Lil Nas X first for the bag of chips on Strictly Question. And I said Danny Beard would be on um, Strictly Come Dancing next season with Gio, but maybe bag of chips is the better option to be on Strictly Come Dancing next season. Yeah. Oh, I could say I definitely won't be long until baggers. BBC, on. are you listening? I mean, we do have a celebrity. Drag Race contestant on uh, Dancing on Ice. What on? Oh, yeah, the Vivian is on Dancing on Ice. The Vivian. And I have said it before and I'll say it again. I cannot wait to watch her face plant. That will be so fun. And also, isn't Shangela on one in the States? Shangela is on Dancing with Stars currently. Yes. Yeah. She's doing very well. Very, very well. Amazing. I 
do amazing. She can yeah. move. Yeah. Um, anyway, Rue will ask if Lil Nas X is a dancer, and the response is they're a good dancer. And they not only met bag of chips out in the club, but that's not the end of the story here. No, no, no. At the club, they gave Lil Nas X water, and it was amazing. And I have to say, improv is not easy. Storytelling is. This was weird. Um, you know how to tell a story. Where did? How do we go from X, Y to Z? It didn't. It didn't work. Um, and then yeah. the answer is the bend over. Bag of bend over. Yeah. No. 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 <sighs> Now, apparently, Lil Nas X loves good old panini and answers strictly come over me. Um, I get the naughtiness, but the way Peppa delivered it was just not funny or crass. Like, also, this answer got the entire panel to start saying shit. And if the captions were inaudible, um, no, that was just still a black. No one understood what Danny Beard was saying. <laughs> and finally, John Burst Blonde as St. Patty. Uh, now, whether she had that wig handy or not, could you get any more Irish? Um, seriously, loved that gold lip. Um, she must have been making out with a leprechaun before getting on set. Oh, naughty. <laughs> All she had to say was "Topa de Morin into Paul and Rue was sold. It was done. She won. She was great. One of those scenarios where, like, you know, when you get those queens, they could literally like just breathe. <laughs> RuPaul is like dying of laughter. Accents are funny. <laughs> So is Patty afraid of snakes? She don't want to see any more snakes on this mucker, mother tucking island. Love the reference. It was brilliant because it was like, brilliant. I thought that one was genius. I don't know how long she was sitting on that before they got to filming, but when she pulled it out, I was like, you got okay. it. Wonderful. Jombers yeah. went with the easy answer for the first question with rub because you have to rub your balls to get the luck of the Irish. Um, is that true? Never tell. <laughs> so apparently, Rue thinks Irish accent are funny because, again, all Jombers has to do is say, are you feeling lucky? And Rue is on the floor. Yeah. But for her answer, she says snails because old people are slow as snails. And then says, looking around, there's a few aspirational snails. And Rue agrees as she has no idea what she's saying. So smile and wave. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand snails. It was a bad answer, but like it really doesn't matter what the answers are sometimes. Yeah, again, it was one of those scenarios where it's the commitment to character will sell the joke. Like how Edder and Queen Elizabeth the First. Like as long as it as long as the joke kind of makes sense in some way, like you know, then if you've got that commitment to character, then you can sell it. Overall. This was a terrible Snatch game. It is Rue's fault for forcing some character changes, partially. But at the end of the day, these queens need to come in prepared and have literally done a mock Snatch game before. It's, again, like practicing sewing. It's improv, but you got to have a character study. Cheddar had it. Dakota was partially there. Jombers got lucky and made an accent that Rue laughed at. This is not a Snatch game we will be rewatching anytime soon. No, I don't think so. And I'm waiting for, I don't know, I feel like in recent years, there's not been any as like, wow. You know what I mean? Like season, there's not like season six, like level or season seven is actually a really good one as well. I think we need to look at the contestants that are being cast and look at what their reference points are when it comes to pop culture. Um. I'm not saying don't do TikTok stars, don't do YouTube personalities, whatever. We got to tap into the queer culture of the history that Rue is 
a part of and yeah. understand why some of these older classic characters work. Like there's yeah. a reason why Judy Garland works. There's a reason why Eliza Minnelli works. There's yeah. a reason why um, if you are good at it, you can make Joan Crawford work because these were larger than life personalities that are beloved, but they're, they're naturally ridiculous. And that's what Snatch Game is supposed to be. Absolutely. You've got to like kind of steal the other Queen's thunder as well in a way. And like I said, like with Joan Crawford, there's so many things that you could say yeah. that come out so funny because of how over the top Joan Crawford exactly. says. Like with so, Alyssa, when yeah. she did Crawford, anything she said, it was just absolute killer. So Still good. black on the right person would be great. Yeah. Name Shirley Bassey on a black person who's good at acting would be great. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think they could have been great. Those two really bombed it. And as actors, they should be ashamed. Um, but yeah, we have to really, really dive into how to make Snatch Game work. I'm almost at the point where I'm like, can I just like get paid to coach people before they do their audition tape and help them out? Um, like I, I have one dear friend who is auditioning for the US season. Um, Ooh, and some wow. of her, her decisions for Snatch Game, I didn't agree with. And then I texted her one day, I said, Martha Stewart, why has no one done it? Do it. You can make a oh. character to have it. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, it's like um, one of my friends said to me earlier. They're like, it's like a crime that no one's done Tracy Beaker yet on UK Snatchery. Well, I um, I know I've been very vocal about it. Um, I'm not the biggest Vivian fan, but I'm glad she did Catherine Tate. She did a horrible Nan. I want Lauren Cooper. Give me a oh, Lauren Cooper on Snatch oh, Game. Right, people who know me know how much one I love, how much I love Catherine Tate, two, how much I'm obsessed with Lauren Cooper. Like Lauren Cooper, my my, Lauren, I'm a bothered though, I'm a bothered. Um, I used to do that as an impression in school when I was in like year six, seven. So when I was like 11, 12, and I was like known for it in my year at school. Um, and everyone who knows me well knows how much I love Catherine Tate and Lauren Cooper. Lauren Cooper was my favorite character. The Nan wasn't my favorite character. It was Lauren Cooper. Um, I, again, also, I've already said it. When are we going to have Catherine Tate as a guest judge? Hopefully soon. Like, so. uh, next season would be amazing. Because, yeah, for a and especially for like a roast or a comedy challenge. Literally, she's so good. All right. Yeah. Well, the queens are ready for some girl power in honor of Mel B as they do a little girl power pose. Cheddar doesn't think she'll be the one going home. She's feeling okay. And John Bruce says that Snatch Game is a hard challenge as it is iconic. And they get th got through it. So Pixie's going to celebrate John Bruce for pulling through the past two weeks. But will there be a badge in the future? No. John Bruce is feeling good about Snatch Game because she made Rue laugh. And Cheddar's complimented for her performance as Danny says she didn't overcomplicate and made it funny and went silly. And there is the key to Snatch Game, friends. We figured it out. Black Pepper will tell the room that she did not enjoy Snatch Game and she did the best she could. She said it was all cringe and she will look back at it and say, wow, I'm still not funny. LaPhil was very nervous and didn't think they were the strongest, but they had a really good time. If only having a good time mattered on Snatch Game. Yep. If only. So the runway theme we will learn is tickle pink, and Pixie will try to make a two in the pink joke 
but it goes on for too long. And I'm thinking perhaps Pixie is not actually a comedy queen. Dakota and Cheddar will chat about the runway, and Dakota has working eyes as she sees a pink triangle, and all jokes aside, this was a very important conversation, and we should all be grateful that Cheddar Gorgeous exists in this world. Yes. Cheddar's here for references, as the pink triangle was the symbol uh, used in the Holocaust to note homosexuals. She shares to Dakota that it has was then taken later on and used a lot by queer movements, including ACT UP, where they had the slogan, silence equals death. The ACT UP movement took the symbol in the AIDS crisis and used them as a symbol of queer resistance. She shares that the ACT UP movement did a lot of crazy stunts with spectacle and gags in order to draw attention on social issues. For example, in Manchester, shooting condoms over the wall at the Strangeways prison. These stunts were shown to prove that the issues were for everybody as the time people regarding HIV and AIDS as something that only had to do with gay men. Pixie will chime in and say that the inaction of leaders was the willful genocide of queer people. Facts are facts indeed. And then Mm -hmm. says that she has friends of a certain age in their 50s. I was like, that's a certain age? Okay. Um, And she would ask why they don't have friends of their own age. And their response would be, everyone they know died. Had they been born slightly earlier, they could be dead too. The government Governments at the time were happy to let people die, and Cheddar says that there are people who are not around anymore as people were not willing to talk openly about it. Dakota says that her generation is privileged as they believe AIDS is a thing of the past. I thought that was a very fascinating comment because I am not part of Dakota's generation. She is um, younger, Um, but you are. Yeah, I'm only, I'm three years older than Dakota. Um, so I guess I'm of the same generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think, yeah, one, I just want to thank Cheddar so much for bringing that up and just being so informative. I didn't actually know that that pink triangle, like what it meant during that period of time. Um, and I kind of had heard about the ACT UP movement, but I didn't know how monumental it was. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I don't, I think HIV AIDS has come such a long way since the 80s and the 90s, such a long way. You know, there's a lot more awareness about it. Um, there's a lot more treatment for it, like PrEP is available. Um, and, you know, you can take medication and it, you know, undetectable equals untransmissible. Um, but yeah, Cheddar really hit the nail, really hit the, oh my God, I can't speak. Uh, she really hit the nail on the head when she uh, mentioned the fact that the stigma is still there. Right. Um, because even though it's come a long way and it's a lot more treatable, um and you know people test a lot people test a lot more now so it doesn't spread as much but yeah the stigma is very much still there there's still very much that association with it being you know something that only like gay and bisexual men have to worry about um and yeah I think Cheddar brought up a really interesting point and it's not something that we don't have to worry about as well we don't definitely don't have to stop worrying about it completely we still have to be mindful of it because it still exists 
Jenner says what? that she is, was born into the era of HIV and AIDS being born in the 80s as the virus is taking hold and the fear of HIV and homophobia being intertwined to an extreme level. She grew up watching adverts of gravestones dropping and lives being left without legacy. She says that the idea of sex for her was linked to contagion and death is something that remains with her. Pixie, who's only 29, is asked how she felt and she always felt that she would die alone via this pain. Jenner does find it interesting that people talk about it as an issue of the past as the stigma is still there. People still don't understand how HIV is contracted. And we'll go on to say that when she started prep, it was the feeling of the realization that sex life was not a death sentence. And that had profound psychological effects on her. Now on international television, Cheddar has the platform to share that PrEP is a drug that you can take, which reduces the chance of contracting HIV. She says that they can end HIV if they keep pushing and talking about it, and says an HIV-positive, undetectable person cannot transmit the virus. When you are undetectable, you are untransmissible. She says we can eradicate HIV and the stigma with being positive. Cheddar is an HIV ambassador, and this was wonderful. This was great. More of these moments. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would be surprised if it got announced like next week that she was like a HIV AIDS ambassador. Like everything she said, I was just like, I just was like, thank God there is someone doing that right now on TV. And, you know, if like, if I'd watched, like, I mean, Drag Race was around, I was about to say, if Drag Race was around 10 years ago, it was. Um, But like, if I was watching Drag Race 10 years ago, as a 15 year old um and like I saw that on tv and I saw somebody tell me all of that stuff about HIV AIDS oh my god that just would have been so I can't even like put into words like how much means me to have heard that at that age because I wasn't really taught about that stuff like growing up like in my in my teens so I always had that like oh my god how do I get it what if I get it how will I know if I get it what do I then do if I do like there was all those questions swimming around and now that I know so much more about it if it ever does come up in conversation with like family or friends I do go into that like cheddar gorgeous mode and like switch on and literally like almost like recite exactly what she's saying and You'd be amazed how many people you know don't know that stuff. Yeah, it, um, it, And that's important. It's very important. And that's, I think, what Cheddar was trying to say is, I'm telling you, now you know, you tell other people, and that's how this will end. It's brilliant. Yes. It was so well done. So well done. It's time for the runway. And Rue is, in fact, not wearing pink, but a color that goes with it very well, silver. Uh, very, very cute look. Love the look. We have Michelle Visage, who was on Strictly Come Dancing. Did everybody know that? No. What? Alan Carr is there. And Mel B, he's there to spice up their lives. She was on Dancing with the Stars, and she made it to second place and was, in fact, robbed. She should have won that season. Uh, She was excellent. Who won instead? Oh, God, now you're asking me to put on the spot. (laughs) Who was it? It was, was, I think it was a football player, I think, or someone, someone who should not have won. And football, I mean by our American football, not your football. Right. Okay, it's not soccer. Not soccer. Um, Category is Tickle Pink. In honor of the runway, we will play two in the pink, one in the stink. It's easy. I had to do it. First up is Dakota Schiffer. Look by Roe, hair by Dakota. Uh, She's giving you a Valentino fantasy, and she looks exceptional. And again, 
this beat is giving me Courtney act. I just see it. I can't unsee it now. Oh, um, now that you said it. Right? I think this is the sexiest she's looked all season, and she's not even showing a lot of skin. This is one of the moments where the fabric and the cut of the dress and the cape look so elevated that actually putting a rhinestone on it would cheapen it. This is Dakota in her element. Oh, I just thought this look was fab. I mean, it was very, I thought it was like sweet 16 meets couture. Um, and you can so see like Dakota knows her fashion references. Yes. She's, oh, this is like Moschino, Valentino. And I'm like, I wouldn't know like if that looks like a Valentino dress, but you do. <laughs> and yet it's very clear that she's got that intelligence of her fashion references. Yeah. Uh, part of me, gets worried for her because you know how Michelle loves to say like stop relying on that body or stop resting on pretty I'm worried that she's gonna get like Dakota's gonna get that drill into yeah. her I don't want her to um the hair I just thought was stunning Gorgeous. um but pink look and then she's wearing beige shoes with red ribbons on them so that's the only negative critique mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I loved the whole short dress and then the big poofy cape and the sleeves. It's quite a, I feel like I've seen it a lot recently. Like Florence Pugh wears a lot of those dresses where it's like quite short. and But then it's like big sleeves, big like cape, like draping behind you. I just. Do you, do you I, want a cape? I want a cape, but then. What Edna, color? No capes. <laughs> uh, like I'd love like a burgundy cape, like for the. <sighs> Um, like and like a hood as well there it is i love it it's a two in the pink for me oh massive two no question audience 92 two in the pink eight percent one in the sink next up is black pepper look by marius milan hair by style by vodka i think pink is not the dominating color even though it's the most used color here the red is just so much more pronounced and throwing me off for this category um, this for me is just not for me. I don't care for the pants. The top is really cute and it's a unique silhouette, but none of the elements pair well. The hair, sure, it's got candy floss, as y'all call it. We call it cotton candy, but yeah. it's a fun gimmick. I wish the gimmick paired with the rest of the look. It just comes down to the styling and I'm not here for it personally. Yeah, I think had like, I don't know, had like the look been like fairground themed or something, right. then the candy floss would have tied in really well. Um but like the hair was just really different from the top and the top was different to the, like it felt like three different parts of three different I mean, looks. she said it was Marge Simpson and I was like, but Marge Simpson is more than just a hair. Yeah. So yeah, she's a lifestyle. Um, <laughs> I thought, yeah, it was the hair was imaginative and fun. And then I thought, you know, the trousers were like light pink that kind of tied in with the hair though pink she did say though correct me if i'm wrong that pink wasn't a color that she was used to wearing or that she felt didn't go the best with her skin tone um which is fair enough but i thought even if the top for example like you know the material and the color of the trousers even if the top was that same material and color like that would have better it's just the fact that the top for me just ruins the outfit i agree it was you know and even the fact that it was like a checkered top white and red and then it was like shoulder padded um yeah it just yeah she i feel like yeah if she just made the top the same as the trousers even that would have 
looked a bit more editorial um, and tied it more together. Yeah. Michelle says Lil Nas X was a good idea, but where she went wrong was there was no point of view and the laughter didn't happen. Alan says there was nothing to look to hook the comedy on and suggests maybe if she made him quite conservative and boring while dressed like that to go to the library, he wanted her to fill in the blanks. Mel B says she loves Lil Nas X as it's her type. And Ruth says that she needs to have a character objective. Give them something to do and then you have something to work with. Black Papa says she knows she's not a funny person, but Ruth says she is a funny person as the presentation on the runway was hilarious. She didn't know what it was, but she loved it. I did not. So I will give it one in the stink. Sadly, this is one in the stink for me too. Audience, 65% two in the pink, 35% one in the stink. Next, we have Pixie Polite, hair by Kenny Bang Bang, look by Bang London. Um, she looks like Penelope Pitstop. If y'all don't know the Wacky Racers reference, pause this pod and go watch. I love Penelope Pitstop. I think this is a great look. She's proportioned almost right. It's fun. It's referential. The problem is it's just simply boring. There's no wow factor. It's just a little too late to get back into this group. Like she needs something amazing. She fulfilled the brief. She gets an A, but she's not the teacher's pet. Um, I mean, you're the teacher's pet, but um, she's not. Yeah, no, the proportions were great. I even thought about that before RuPaul said it. Um, I did like her makeup. Um, I liked the attention to detail in the outfit, like with the rhinestone. Um, I thought that was really nice because I think some outfits, like you said with Dakotas, if you put a single rhinestone on it or like rhinestoned it, it just could have made it look worse. But with this one, it needed that embellishment to really pop the runway. Um, the kind of main critique I have for it is I feel like has that outfit been done before on Drag Race on the main stage? like another queen has done that RuPaul look on the main stage. I mean, we kind of had Lawrence Cheney do a dress of that for the crowning. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But I, purple. I, I don't know why I feel like a queen has done like the exact like pink. Probably. Look. I'm sure. So maybe not the exact same. Obviously Pixie would have styled it differently. Right. Um, but I feel like it's been done before or seen before. Michelle says that there were moments of Shirley Bassey that didn't really go anywhere. She says there were funny moments, but she knows she has it in her. Mel B says she knows Shirley Bassey and there's, she's got a rich, confident thing going on, but it wasn't as confident as she would have liked to have seen. Alan shares an anecdote that he once had a conversation with Shirley Bassey about a frying pan where she was like, you put the frying pan on the stove and then it goes. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. He then says that in Snatch Game, you have to grab the attention and with the voice, she would have grabbed it. He says the look is super cute, but feels like he's seen it before and says it's giving him Cheryl Hole vibes. And then Mel B says, no, you've seen this outfit before because the Baby Spice wore a very similar thing at the Olympics. Google it. I dare you. It's not even close. Really? <laughs> I think that's the comparison. Um, Rue asked her if at any point she thought, uh-oh, and she says, yes, that she got in her own way and didn't allow her to go as big as she should have done. I don't think that's the uh-oh that Rue's looking for. She wanted you to say, uh-oh, I'm not going to do a black person, but okay. But Rue does say she has seen the program going over the top and Snatch Game is what the brief is about. Mm -hmm. Rue loves the outfit, says she's a superstar in it, and pink is her color. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give this the softest two of the pink. It's good. I need better from Pixie at this point. Yeah, it's it's not bad enough to be a boot. No. Um, I sounded very Canadian there. Um, a boot. <laughs> a boot. Um, no, yeah, it's not 
I feel like it's not bad enough to be a boot. Um, it's going to be a toot. <laughs> the audience, 60% two in the pink, 40% one in the sink. Yeah. Cheddar Gorgeous, look by Licorice Black, straps and shapes by Hun. This is how you make a statement through fashion. It's perfect. She's incorporating the triangles in Reclamation. She's using the silence equals death literally as words on the straps, as well as a metaphor with a triangle in the mouth. The yeah. mesh bodysuit is brilliant. This is one to discuss for a very long time. And you know when the judges don't cover your walk in comedy, you've done it right. Yeah, I thought it was like, I thought she absolutely like crushed it with this runway look. And yeah, very good note on the whole because it's obviously she's got written on her silence equals death and then she had the thing in her mouth. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. Um, just such a clever look, very outside the box. Like if I was going on Drag Race and they were like, oh, the r- runway theme is Tickle Pink. Immediately I would think, oh my God, I'm going to do Marilyn Monroe Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend because I'm that basic. Um, <laughs> and a gorgeous thought, pink. Oh, the pink triangle. Oh, I'm going to tell this story. Like, that is just so clever. And the construction of it as well, of all the different triangles mm-hmm. and bent in her suitcases is a blessing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the message was clear. And it's such an important message that absolutely is one for the definitely the Drag Race UK, certainly uh, her street books. Absolutely. Um, Michelle loves how she brought Queen Elizabeth the first to life. She says, thank you for the outfit. She says, have we lived through the AIDS crisis in New York? This meant a lot. Cheddar says she struggled in her drag balancing being fun and also getting a message across. Alan says, not only did she make jokes, she made historical jokes that were informative and entertaining. He says he loves how her mind works where being given the color pink and turning it into something important is a triumph. Rue says she was fantastic. She chose a character that she understood and had fun with her and gave her range. She says the outfit is amazing and it is everything she's come to know about her, which is very smart. Melby says she had everything flowing and going for her and says Queen Elizabeth is evil as she believes she shot her own sister or got rid of her or killed her. Melby does not know history and Cheddar will be like, well, she, she died of a peculiar illness, but who knows? <laughs> at, least, at least she helps Melby not look that bad. Yeah, um, I know. I feel like I'd be so like stuck up, and I'd correct Mel B, and then I'd be like, "Oh no, I just corrected Mel B." I'd be <laughs> like, "Oh my, Mel B now hates me." Um, so yeah, <laughs> this look wonderful. Two in the pink, absolute toot, no doubt, no question. Audience ninety six percent two in the pink, four percent one in the sink. Next up is Danny Beard, look by Free Couture, jewels by Crown Jewels UK, hair by Florencia Wiggs, feathers by William and Maxine Tutti. A mediocre week for a front runner. I love the proportions from the neck down. The garment is fun. Velvet is lovely. Uses really smart shapes that hug the body. Love the fur and the cuffs. Wish she put one collar of fur to match it. The pink Mm. mustache was a choice. I wish we would have had the beard to match, but I don't think that's what Danny likes to do. But we Mm. have the typical white Danny beard face. And then you pair it with the hair and you're like, oh my God, I'm stepping out of um, Marie Antoinette's Versailles. But it just pales in comparison. It feels like it's uh, Halloween spirit. This could have been good. It was okay. Yeah, it it was okay. I definitely think it could have been elevated that extra bit further. I just loved the whole irony that the moustache was pink and not the beard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't it. even hers. Like, we discussed that in the Meet the Queens podcast. I was like, why is she hiding her beard? Yeah. Um, I loved the silhouette, though, and I love, like, 
any like peplum dress or like um she looked like something out of like a dr seuss like film adaptation yeah. uh, i absolutely loved and the i loved the touch of the feathers and i would have loved maybe yeah if she'd also done like um like feather neck to match it as yeah. well um, and she also had pink shoes take notes dakota she did, she did. um so yeah but i i thought it was i thought yeah it was good it was okay like you know how she did okay in snatch game she also did okay on the runway yep and that's why i will give it a two in the pink yeah i'll be i'll be yeah like i said it was like with pixies one it's not bad enough to boot it so it's a soft toot the audience 76 percent two in the pink 24 percent one in the sink and John Burr's Blonde, hair by Sarah Nasia, look by Julian Smith, jewels by Bling 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 UK. We saw the reveal coming, and thankfully we got something better. Uh, she tells us that she hates being tickled. What about you? Um, I used to be like really sensitive, like to being tickled. Now I'm not as much anymore, but I feel like part of it is like if if I know someone's gonna tickle me, then I'm like right. I literally, if someone goes to tickle me, I'd be like laying there, I'd be standing there, I'd be like, right, don't react, don't react. And it's literally like mind over matter. Oh my God, we're going to test this out when I come to the UK. But then like, if someone snuck up behind me and tickled me, then I probably would, I don't know, probably be more of the shock. I'd be like, oh. Um, Also remind me to send you um, a documentary about, uh, I believe it's called Tickled, but um, that's a whole different podcast. Anyway. Documentary about, yeah, well, uh, well, after I'll show, send it to you. But oh. this look, I think, is fun and flirty and cutesy, and I wish it was on Dakota because it would, then would have looked amazing. The problem is, if you want to talk old maiden, Jomber's paint here was so pale, so maternal that it feels like a mom trying to go to prom with the girls. I wish the pink tips of the hair were slightly lighter to match the softness of the feathers. The garment is stunning. I'll give her high marks for that. It was just on the wrong person. Yeah, on Dakota, this would have just been a vision. Um, I, totally, I did love the ombre hair. Um, the whole look for me gave very much like Dita Von Teese meets Harley Quinn with like Essence of Marilyn Monroe um, for me. And then with the reveal, I feel like if it's dead obvious that there's going to be a reveal, like where you've got like a thing covering you like that, sort of like Aquaria also did in season 10 finale. Um, if you've got one that's dead obvious, then it needs to be like mind-blowing once yes. you do it. That's uh, true. Obviously, it kind of is a little bit camp and funny if you know there's a reveal coming. Like when Brooklyn Heights in the season 11 finale, when she was about to lip-sync against Evie Oddly and she had that black cape covering her right. and it's, it she had written all over it, like the reveal, the reveal, the reveal. Um, so I feel like she, she could should have owned the reveal more. Um, right. I've made it more mind-blowing or like, I don't know, come out in like a bodysuit and then if she did like a twirl, then it transformed into that like feather skirt. Um, so yeah, if it was concealed more, it would have been a better reveal or if it was a much bigger over-the-top reveal, like had it gone like floor-length gown, like massive then I feel like it would have been a lot better. And I think yep. had, um, I feel like had a Snatch Game performance 
only been like okay then i feel like she might have been in trouble this week i agree i feel like her snatch game performance is what saved i'm not saying this is a terrible look like it's kind of like danny's and pixies and that it was a good look um it filled the brief but i feel like it i feel like it did you know i, I don't know i think i preferred her look to danny's and pixies yeah um michelle says saint patty was brilliant and gave her all to it and alan says she took all the stereotypes of being irish and poured it into a fun energetic character which was a genius move mel b says it was very spontaneous and it flowed with the look she gave her a fun she gave her fun but thought about the reveal and was expecting more she was mesmerized though as she was walking rue loved her saint patty she asks if she had fun and john says she did but didn't want to offend her people of ireland as she is a living potato Rue says she loves what she did with her makeup and says the outfit is so much fun and party girl on her 16th birthday. It's fine. It's right on the line. I'll give it a two in the pink. Uh, I'll give it a two. Yeah. The audience, 52% two in the pink, 48% one in the sink. And finally, one more left. It's LaPhil. Look by LaPhil, hair by Nathan Phoenix. Two tent gowns on Drag Race in 2022, also in a single month. Mind-blowing. <laughs> um, I think this was a fun concept. I love how she knows that she's on the shorter side, so she is pairing it with giant, giant shoes. Yes. Um, love the tent, how it pops out, and how you kind of want to just like pop right under it. I didn't need the um, need the umbrella simply because it didn't match the width of the tent, but we will learn that she had something under it, and I kind of wish she revealed to it on the runway. Oh, what did she have underneath it? What are you gonna... on the um on the the the, the lip sync? She slipped into something. Oh yeah, um yeah. This look, I thought, um, uh, you could tell a lot of effort had gone into the yes. like constructions. A very ambitious look, quite fun. Um, it reminded me so much of. Do you remember the Met Gala twenty nineteen when the theme was camp? Mm-hmm. Gaga did that massive pink dress. It yep. just like a massive pink dress, and then she had like three dresses on underneath that. It very much reminded me of that, like in terms of like the scale and production, and then also the campness with like the tiny little pink umbrella hat. Um, and I love that Mel B mentioned Leeds. Um, I was like, whoop whoop. I mean, I live in Leeds now. I'm not from Leeds, but Mel B is from Leeds, so I was like, yay, love that. Maybe maybe you'll, maybe you'll see her around. Maybe I'll be like walking down Hedgerow, which is like one of the big main streets in Leeds, and I'll just see her walking past or popping into Greg or something. My hey, listen, I mean, it's, it, we are going to, oh God, we're going to see Mel B very soon on the telly again. Why was she in that I can't think of at the top of my well, head? She, she's going to be um, one of the judges for Queen of the Universe season two. Oh, yeah, she is. Her yeah. and Michelle together again. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, I loved the big, like, monster black heels. That's also, anytime I see those. Did you walk of... in those? Oh, no. I would love to try. I would absolutely we'll love find to. find you a pair. Let's make it happen. Uh, yeah, let's, I'll get one for DragCon so I can see over everyone. <laughs> but anytime I see those black shoes, like those heels, I just always think of Lady Gaga as well. So it's also, to me, like another nod to Lady Gaga. Yeah lives in those shoes and that's why everyone thinks she's quite tall but she's actually like five foot one or five, five foot two that's the five documentary foot, five two 
Oh, it's called Five Foot Two. But then apparently she said at the, I think it was like the MTV Film Awards or something. She was like, I'm actually five foot three and a half or something. Like, and I was like, oh, don't ruin it. Like, you're five <laughs> foot But yeah, you forget how small she is because she Very always choose. Michelle said Marie Kondo was an uh-oh. She says Marie Kondo was lovely and the film was lovely, but wanted her to be funny. She says you need to know when to fold them. Get it? Because Marie Kondo. Uh, uh, she says the look worked for her because it's her and it told a story and that was missing from Marie. Alan says they have such a quiet energy and felt it was a bit lost. He says the look is silly and impractical, but it's practical with the umbrella on her head. Mel B said she looked very elegant, but wanted her to nail the funniness too. She says she knocked out all the spice bitches out the path with the shoes. And Maru says her Marie Kondo wasn't absurd enough and says she had given her another layer and says the outfit is gorgeous, which it is. And that's why it gets a two in the pink. Yeah, I'm going to have to give this one a toot as well. Not like, oh my God, mind blown, like two, 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 but it is a good one. That's how the audience feels. 68% two in the pink, 32% one in the sink. Dakota, Danny, are safe leaving Cheddar Black Peppa Jombers. Pixie and Phil as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I agree very much. When I was watching it, like I was thinking, because normally when there's seven, you think, are they going to do safe queens? Because usually I feel like before when they do seven, they just judge all of them. There's no safe queens. But then when I was watching, I was thinking, actually, I feel like Danny and Dakota, both they both got laughs. But they weren't like hilarious, and right. they did all good on the runway. So I think they were fair to be safe. Um, and then yeah, Cheddar and Jombers like clearly got the most laughs from Rue, so they were the two tops clearly. And then yeah, I was torn between like between the Phil and Black Pepper and um, Pixie Polite. I was kind of torn between who I thought was going to be in the bottom, but I feel like. Pixie is very much getting an edit where like the producers want to keep her in because they know the fans will like her. Yeah. Um, so I got that impression. I thought, I think they will keep Pixie in. Dakota is over the moon to be safe. And when Danny heard Dakota's name, she's like, oh, Dakota's going home. Shady. Better be safe than being the bottom. Dakota Maybe. tells Danny that you couldn't understand half the things she was saying in the still a black voice. And she said, She's just sounding like a nana. Cooey, the tops and bottoms return, and Pixie is feeling like shit. She says she knows she didn't push it, and she was overthinking it. This was a challenge she should have been able to smash. And Danny sees that Pixie is in her head again. She's thinking, why? 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 Delilah. Oh, God. I'm sorry that that made me laugh out loud. I- literally, I cackled. <laughs> I love that song so much. It's a good song. It's, a it's good so song. stupid and so awful but it's so good yeah murder song about murder um cheddar is telling her that she's being too hard on herself and pixie needs to stop letting the critiques affect her in this way she's just being a silly cow her words not mine uh peppa says that she didn't have a point of view and she has to accept the faith that she did not do well but she didn't throw in the towel and she says in time maybe danny can give her training in being funny but for now fight for a spot in the competition Phil shares that their comments were her jokes didn't laugh, land, which gets her, but she gets, and but they left her runway, and that's softening the critiques for her. Danny Duzus is that Cheddar and Jombers got rave reviews, and Jombers says that Smashing Snatch Game is 
hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Shatter self-consciously pushed herself this week and it paid off. They did like her look, which is making her happy, but it's important shit, even though she looked like a Teletubby. Um, yeah. Did you watch Dragula Titans? No, not yet. Oh, uh, well, we, you get a Teletubby reference in that one too. Actually, like, if you if you watch it? the whole show, there are a lot of Drag Race references and I'm, I think it's done on purpose. It's wild. What, actual Teletubbies? No, not actual Teletubbies. Yofska's told she looks like a Teletubby. Oh <laughs> All right. Well, the Queen's return and Cheddar's the winner of the week. Jobbers and Pixie are safe. We have LaFille and Black Pepper as the bottom two. I agree. It's an easy answer here. I agree. That we, uh, Black Pepper's little Naz just fell so flat. And then same with LaFille's Marie Kondo as well. The song is Stop by the Spice Girls. What a brilliant track. Do you know all the choreo? Not the choreo, all the lyrics. I mean, the Spice Girls were just before my time, um, sadly. Um, wow, you're a baby. No, literally. Well, I'm an, I'm a, yeah, I literally was like born like the... When they came out. Yeah, I think it was the year after. So, but like they were massive, like yeah. when I was... Um, so yeah, the, I don't know all the cho- I don't know really any of the choreography, but I know all the lyrics. So I was bopping along on my sofa. Um, this was an up tempo track, and neither of those queens were dressed to dance. Um, I mean, yeah, depends on how well like Black Pepper's outfit could move. I mean, more the trousers, if anything. Right. Then yes, yeah, she was, and especially with the, the big hair. So. I think LaFille started so well. She was camp and literally used her look to her advantage while figuring out a way to move in it. Peppa was yeah. focused on the hair. Shit fell out of the wig. I'm not sure what came out of the wig. Um, and I was like, take it off. And then she does. It's like, thank you. Um, and then LaFille's going to slip out of her. And I'm like, okay, we're getting the performance we deserved. Yeah. Now I asked you about the choreography because I don't know if you noticed, but we had Pixie, John Burst, and Danny all doing the choreography from the music video in the back. Love that we had background dancers. Oh my God, I didn't even pay attention to that. Yeah, that's how iconic this choreo is for this song. But then all of a sudden we see LaFille just humping the tent. And then she tries to take her boots off. And then takes something out of her butt, I guess. Yeah. I don't know where that thing came out of. It's a long, like, rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics, like, yeah. rib out of it. And I think, and I all- think she lost a lot of momentum from undressing all that stuff yeah and then she is doing this as peppa's just rolling around and i was like it's done it's over like lafille stunted herself to death not as bad as queen kong and beverly kills mind you but um lafille was doing fine and then she pulled all those tricks out and i think that was the seal that it was definitely her going home yeah Um, but in the end peppa has more to show lafille was just a lost contestant contestant for the producers this season she had no purpose um, I'm not saying she's a LaFiller queen, but there was no hope. But can you believe her name was LaFille and she was a filler? Okay. Like, if, yeah. if you name yourself LaFille, that is like you like signing yourself up for that fate. But no, I agree. Like, LaFille, she did get a fair bit of like screen time, but she just, in terms of like storyline, she got, she got very little. And it's crazy as we did learn about their background story, which was great. And we learned 
um, what made LaFill the artists they are now, yeah. but it never felt as impactful as anyone else's story. No, and I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. I'm not sure um, because there are a lot of Asian drag artists out there who need to hear what LaFill had to say. Yeah, the I show feel- gave her the platform, but it didn't resonate, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't. It was great to have that representation, absolutely. But like, I, I don't think it was fair that. I mean, she got the screen time, but yeah, we never really got to hear about her um, story, where she came from, yeah. what it was like for her being an Asian drag artist in the UK. Right. Um, a really interesting perspective to learn about and know more know about, and we were kind of robbed from that as audience. Absolutely. All right. Well, I got some burning questions for you to po- wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Oh no! I'll just go. Okay. What yeah. is LaFill's legacy? LaFill's legacy as you ask me this every time, and of I guess of course I do. I know. I need to be prepared next time. <laughs> I remember. Um, I think LaFill's legacy is diversity, um, which is so important in. Yeah. Um, we are kind of on that brink moment now where we are starting to get more of it, but we've still got a long way to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's getting in queens of colour, um, more AFAB queens, more importantly as well, drag kings as well, which have been missing from the franchise. Although I've heard a petty rumour that the I think it's on Drag Race France season two, because I think they're doing that. They Correct. are. They are. I think there might be a drag king on season two. I just, it's, you know, smoke and mirrors. It's they they really- did bring on three drag kings for a mini challenge. So it's definitely in, in the yeah, possibility. It's, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. So that's something I would love to see because that's part of drag I know so little about and I've seen so little of. So I'm yeah. really excited to hopefully see that soon. We got a makeover challenge next week. Who will succeed and who will fail miserably? Oh, a makeover. Um, I can't remember from the sneak preview. Who are they making over? Moms, but not their moms. I don't know. It was very weirdly worded. Um, one who I could think, and this is more like depending on who they're paired with, could be Black Pepper. Sure. Ooh. But like, for example, I mean, I haven't, I don't, can't remember if it's even shown in the sneak preview, but like, say, for example, if she was paired with someone with like a different skin tone. Yeah. Uh, or I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm who... worried about Jombers. I don't, I mean, I think Jombers is not the most like, doesn't have the most distinct face. Yeah. Like putting and... that face on someone else, I'm not sure is going to work. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And um I'm trying to think what else. I also think with Jombas, and this is going off of my predictions from the Meet the Queens podcast, um, I very much get the impression from Jombas, from just her and her as a queen, and I think from, but more importantly, the editing, um, I'm getting the vibe that, um, like, her days are numbered. I feel like... I do too. Probably as well, because she's come close to winning and she's not won. She's not got any badges. I feel like she will go home next week or the week after. So that's why it's kind of well, kind of it's kind of because of the algorithm we know about drag race. 
Um, that's why I think Jombas could be in trouble next week as well. The gag. Rue is not going to be there next week. It's I, Michelle Visage's uh, Drag Race. Do you know what? I'm really surprised we haven't seen this sooner, in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, it's it's a gag. And there's so many memes. Like Michelle Visage tripping up RuPaul on the stairs. <laughs> it the was the diamonds. It was pixing the diamonds. Oh, literally like a showgirls moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be wild. I mean, I we did see the um, preview first um, before the trailer thing was dropped. But so, yeah. if you go back and watch that trail, uh, the the promo for next week, you will see Raven walk in and say "surprise, surprise, surprise," which I think now knowing what happens, okay, Raven's going to be the one to walk in and drag and be like, "Okay, so this is where Rue does this, and he, she's not here, so I have to do this." Um, that's yeah. my prediction here. Um, but I, I want to know, and I hope they address it. The thing that I am shocked by is they, them saying a shocking elimination. The only way I can say as a shocking elimination at this point, me personally, is if Cheddar or Danny leaves. Anyone else is not a shock elimination because everyone else has been in the bottom. It would be like gobsmacking shock leave because they're both they're both as big front runners as one another. Right. Um, LaFille's gone. Yeah, if the thing is, Black Pepper's been in the bottom three times. Right. LaFille's gone. I'm just looking like at the Snatch Game yeah. board. Jompers hasn't won a challenge yet, so it won't be a massive shock if she goes. Um, Dakota's won a couple of challenges. Um, again, but Dakota wasn't like, she's. When you compare to Danny Beard and Cheddar Gorgeous, like Danny Beard and Cheddar Gorgeous were already massive on the drag scene before this show started. Um, And then with Pixie, has she won a challenge? Or did she win in the girl group? She she won in the girl group, so technically she has a win, but that doesn't count. She's not had like a solo win. And I think, was she in the, she was in the bottom, I think, at least once. But yeah. If it's, yeah, it either has to be Danny or Cheddar. Um, the or only- they, they're just saying it just for shits and giggles to get people to or, watch. Yeah, maybe that as well. Um, so it either has to be Danny or Cheddar. If it's not one of those two, then either then a double a limb. Yeah, maybe. But, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah, but we they had a double a limb last season on UK at this stage as well, so... Or yeah. the gag's going to be they're not eliminating anyone because Rue's not there to make the decision. That's also a very good one as well, actually, yeah. But, but after they could six say, episodes... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, they could say, oh, no one's going to be eliminated this week because Rue's not here, but then yeah. that means who will have to vote next week. That I would be okay with. That I'm, I'm, I can feel that. Yeah. All right, but after six episodes, the winner of the season is... I want one name. Give me one oh. name. Funny. Give me one name only. I feel like it's too obvious to pick Danny or Cheddar um, just because it's like, I don't know. I feel like they are both, they're both front runners in the same way that like Art Simone was, Davina DeCampo was, um, in that they're like so dead obvious to get to the final, but then you know they're not going to win. Like kind of like with Bimini as well, they're doing so well and you know they're going to get far but then they're not going to win because you know they'll still do really well afterwards. Anyway, I know I'm going off on a tangent. I, me, myself, love a dark horse. 
um i love an absolute like underdog to root for um uh, on that note um yeah it would be great to see a queen of color win especially on a uk season so but black pepper's been the bottom too many times i don't think she'll win it purely based on track record unless they do unless they break the mold um Jambas, I don't think, will win. I think she'll go home next week, week after. I'm doing this all process of elimination, by the way. Um, and yeah, Pixie, I feel like, will be fan favourite-ish. Um, you with one person. Dakota. I would love to see Dakota win because I love an underdog. And she is not an underdog in the sense that, like, she, it's against all odds because she has decent chances of getting to the top four. Um, but I'd love to see Dakota win because... I just, yeah, I feel like, I feel like if, as well, especially if we see in the next couple of weeks, if she really excels even further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to just go with the obvious. I mean, I, I'll waffle back and forth each week. Uh, this week, the top of the power charts, the power rankings, going to go to Cheddar Gorgeous. Like, this was a week. Yeah, I think, even though I'm like, oh my God, the underdog, sometimes it's the most obvious person. That's true. I keep thinking, I don't know if Danny, if fans, I don't know, because they've already crowned Olivia, Olivia Pudley and Queen. So Queen mm-hmm. from Liverpool, who was like the clear front runner, which we've had with the Vivian in season one. I don't know if on that note, they'll favour Danny over Cheddar Gorgeous. But then Cheddar is like already such a big, massive name. I feel like if she wins, people will think it just got handed to her like it was to the Vivian. Um, we'll see. It's 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 going to be a, a tough road to the final. Oh but, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be very interesting. And I love, I do love being surprised, but I also love being surprised if I'm like if it goes to someone who deserves it. There it so, is. Yeah, um, this was super duper fun. It's always having, it's always a blast having you on the podcast. Oh, if people I always- follow you. Um, they can go through me, and I'll probably say no, you can't follow them. Um, but that's how we're going to leave it. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Michael. I always have the best time on her. So always have me back. I will prep for those questions more. I will remember <laughs> that. I will. The biggest thank you to Sean for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blog talk show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.